welcome everyone to After the Checkers uh, with Kyle Hall. Um, I don't know why I always say um Kyle Hall because it's just After the Checkers with Kyle Hall. I always forget where I'm at in my dang sentences. So um, we have a, a a couple really cool guests. Our our youngest guest ever is on screen with us right now, getting a little TV time. That's uh, <laughs> you said this was going to happen. You said this was going to happen. So yep. Mackenzie Michelson and Leo Michelson, um, maybe like the 2035 national champion in a late model. Um, You're that buddy. That's, that's the one on the right. And then like the 2022 modified national champion on the left, um, based on her recent, her recent uh, qualifying efforts, <laughs> we've set the bar very high. So Mackenzie, welcome to the show. How the heck are you? I'm good. Awesome. Um, so we uh, we set this up so that Leo could be on TV with us here. Just a little look at him. It's now. obvious that he's looking at you. That's perfect. Um, so I, I told you I was going to start off by, we're going to find out who Mackenzie Michelson is. She's, she's a Ryan, mom. You can stare first at you. off. Stop. Is, Say that again. So Ryan is it behind the computer making. Yes, making him, you know, smile and look cute. Exactly. So this is a, this is a racing family is what we're doing here. So, so you're a wife to a, a immature uh, race car driver. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, you're a mom to maybe the cutest little kid ever, Leo. Um, you're a race car driver. You're a race car sister. You're, you're a daughter with big shoes to fill there. And then you're a business owner. Yep. All of those things are who you are. So, so let's talk about the one that you're probably most excited about in the last year or so here, which is the little guy in your lap there. I don't mean to, I don't mean to disqualify Ryan right away, uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I have three kids and I realize that I am fourth in line behind those three kids. So yes, um, I would imagine most moms feel the same way. So yeah, uh, so tell us about this little guy. Um, well, he. Uh... Well, he was supposed to be born in July and decided to make his appearance in June. Yeah. So he already jumps the start. <laughs> so any flag that. man in the next, you know, 16 years from now, just know he's probably going to be jumping the start. So going up instead to the of wall having and one cone, down. you need like the start section so that mm. he doesn't get called for it every week. Yep. Yep. Or he just needs to be really good buddies with the flag man. Yes. 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 Yep. Yep. Yeah, well, if he get you know with his dad's jeans, he's good at sucking up, so it should be fine. <laughs> nice. I love it. So, and he, um, he like so he was a little yeah. premature, but then like you you posted literally yeah. today at like no ill effects from being premature whatsoever. He's he's as obviously as rambunctious and as happy as any other kid that's almost a year old. Yes. Yeah. So we. Went in and I had high blood pressure at my 32 week appointment. So they wanted us to see a specialist to make sure that everything was going to end up to be fine. And um, when we seen the specialist, she started to do a growth check and she's like, uh, this baby's not, you know, growing as a rate that it should be. And when they did um, a second growth check, they seen that he was below the 10 percentile is what they say. Ah. Um, so they said like, he might be four pounds, but we really don't know. Oops. 
And um, when we like had weekly appointments and then it turned into two times a week. And then at the very end, it was a Monday we went in and she's like, you know, actually, I think we need to see you every single day until we induce you on Saturday at 37 weeks. I'm like, okay, so I having a daycare, text all my daycare parents yeah. and said, I won't be open the rest of the week because I have appointments every single day. And the next day we went in for an ultrasound just to make sure he was moving because that's all they were concerned about. So that yep. Everything with him was good and he was not moving. So um, I went from getting what ultrasound. What are those emotions? Oh my God. Well, and like, so I told Ryan that I was like, you know what, don't go with me. Like a five appointments every single day this week that you, you need to work so that you can yeah. be home when this baby comes. So he was not with me on that ultrasound. That's the only time he wasn't with me. So when I left, I called him bawling. I was like, the baby's not moving. And then I called my mom, which is a nurse. And she decided to call the hospital and talk to my doctor and tell her like, this is all done. This baby needs to come out. So we went to the hospital and that's exactly what the doctor said is we're not waiting on this anymore. We're just going to induce you. So go home and get your things. And that's what we did and went home, got our things and came back. And the next day he was there and we didn't know if we were having a boy or a girl. So Ryan and I were pretty set that it was a girl. Yeah. So when it came out and the doctor looked at Ryan and goes, dad, what is it? He, uh, yeah. His eyes were huge. Yeah. <laughs> I had, so our first kid, same thing. We didn't, I have three and we purposely did not find out on the first one and uh, same, same exact results in, in same exact emotions on the reveal part of it. We didn't have nothing like you guys went through as far as the, I can't even, I, I feel emotional thinking about your emotions then. And so, um, well, look at, like, obviously the results are well, like it. Yeah. From, I from mean, our... he was four pounds, 11 ounces, but you would never guess. Cause I mean, like doing daycare, I fear I was like, it'll be fine. You know, it's just like a kid that doesn't go home at five o'clock. Like it's not going to yeah. be that hard. Well, when you take home a kid that literally fits in your hands, like, yeah, it was so scary. Yeah. Yeah. As a, yeah, I can't even imagine like that. It's got to literally be like palm of your hand big kind of baby and so yeah when he was a week old we went and visited my sister and um, my niece brought out her dolls and he was literally the same size as what her baby dolls were that's nuts that's yeah. nuts and so where percentile and stuff like that in all of the little well baby appointments and stuff is he is he um so far he's been um, his height is in the 24th percentile, but yeah. Ryan and I are not tall people. So height, that's yeah. pretty normal, but like weight wise and everything else, he's 50%. So he's exactly okay. where he's supposed to be. And I would say that's all he got put on preemie formula right away. And, um, that's what we went with doing that. Cause they're like, he needs every extra calorie he can get. I yeah. mean, when we left the hospital, it was 85 degrees out and he was in fleece because he did not have a single ounce of fat on his body. Oh no. yeah. Well, maybe he's just that like blessed kid. Like, like we all know that person that can just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and, eat and never gain weight. And we, I yes. hate them. I hate those Well, people. I mean, we've gotten pretty big now. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll, maybe he'll thin out and be 
just like this skinny. Look at him now. Look at that big smile. See, he's got this double chin, and I think it's yeah. slowly going away. So yeah. in the next three months, when he turns a year, I I don't know if it'll still be there. So double chins are cool, Leo. Double, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, awesome. That is that's great news. Like, I mean, that's super happy, awesome, fantastic. Like that is as good as it could be. Uh, and look, there's, there's your assistant, assistant parent there. Look at master at changing diapers. Right. Yes. That's perfect. But we complains the whole time he has to do it. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good dad. I was right there with him. There's, there's a video of Kyle changing his first ever diaper in his whole life. And it, it didn't go well. There was literally shit from here to here. Like it was oh, so it was bad. So awful. It was awful, awful, horrible. So, um, but we got when better you would think it. when they're that tiny, like it would be easier, but no, because their little feet then get into it. Yes. So it's just as bad. They just, they do this the whole time. And like, yes. oh, I just, it's, I'm having flashbacks now to that time. <laughs> like there's a, there's a good 20 year gap between you don't have to do it anymore, but, and then eventually like I'm closer to grandkids than I am to like having kids. And so yep. uh, it'll all come back around. And, and like we were talking before my wife does daycare. And so every now and then I'm at home as a fill in guy and, and have to do it then. So whatever, it's all good. Like it is just, I would love for that to be Brian, but Leo was the first diapers that he ever changed. And he's also my backup, but before Leo was born, he always like offered be like, well, you can run to that appointment. I'll stay with the daycare kids. It'll be fine. I'm like, no, it's not fine because if this kid needs to be changed, he can't sit. You have to do it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it just didn't happen. No, it's, (laughs) I can do it now. Like it, a long time ago, I always said there's a huge difference between your kids stuff and an, and someone else's kids stuff. Yeah. And, and it like, it can be in your mouth if it's your kid and you're like, eh, whatever. Like I had my oldest literally threw up like projectile vomit right into my mouth and it oh. didn't affect me. Another kid, somebody else's kid did that. Oh, it would be horrible. But yeah, but now it like as you do enough of them and it's just whatever, like you get over. It's just like when you feel like your kid is the cutest kid in the world and everyone else's kids ugly. Like that's, yep. Yeah, no, that's very true. Yeah. It's funny you say that. So that's because you think that about like, how do they think that's cute? But Leo is not that. That's what I first thought. Like, I was like, well, God, are we going to have like this really ugly kid? Because I mean, I mean, he's so tiny and like, we think he's so cute, but is he actually cute? I don't know. I mean, I will, I will confirm your kid is very, very cute. And I'm not, uh, I'm not a baby. (laughs) Like once they're about two years old and they're interactive, they can like do some stuff. That's when a kid is fun. But, and that's when I want to be involved. Like babies, not so much because it's all given or all take and no give. And, yes and yeah when when they get a little older then that's fun time so mm-hmm. then that's when dad wants to get go-karts and motorcycles and stuff yeah ryan already tells me that he's like he's just getting more fun the older he gets and i'm like yeah but then he doesn't want me anymore he doesn't want to snuggle with mom anymore he wants to go oh no he will until he's about um seven 
that's then that's there'll be a there'll be a transition and you won't even know it happened like you literally won't even know it happened until like months later like he'll stop coming to your bed to like sleep with you in the mornings and he won't crawl up on your lap or like lay on your chest and go to sleep like and and you won't even realize that it is stopped until months after and then you'll feel sad and there'll be tears and it's yeah that's Mark it down. That's what'll happen. So that's what'll happen. Okay. So you're a mom. We talked about that. You're a wife to a race car driver. Um, so tell us, tell us about being a race car driver's wife. Um, well, I've never lost a race from the grandstands undefeated. So yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he tells me the same thing. Um, last year, have you ever to, have you ever raced? each other no no okay because no. different classes at least different classes now but it wasn't always different classes right um he had a mod and then when i first moved up to a mod is when he got a late model because ah. he didn't want to race against super me. smart yes okay although so. it, it would be fun it would be pretty fun just to let's line them up and see but if I won, I never let him live it down. And if he won, he'd never let me live it down. So it that's just what, wouldn't go well. Yeah, that's the fun <laughs> part for us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, and so is there, is there, has your emotions changed like from girlfriend to wife to now mom with the guy in the 15 star? Like, is there, is there different emotions when he's well, out there? Well, I can... I mean, it's not his late model. It's not really mine, but because I'm married to him, I can use the whole saying of that's half my race car. So I can race it too. Yes. <laughs> that's kind of the only emotional type of thing of the. So you don't have like the, the nervousness when he rolls out onto the track or anything like that. You don't ever feel the anxiety of if something happened on the track, if he crashes that kind of a thing. No. No, but I don't like for me, I don't get scared. Like if I roll, I know I'm going to walk away from it. Yes. Like it's yeah. th these cars are built so safe nowadays in my eyes that 100%. I don't know. You yeah. see so many people that take terrible roles and they literally walk away from it with nothing. Yeah. yeah. I think of the one um, just last year, the Dustin Strand, when he just went oh. ass over a tea kettle again and yeah, again that was and bad. again. And, and, you know, I'm sure he was pretty sore, but yep but is all good to go kind of a thing, yes. you know? And uh, the safety equipment that the car itself, the seat with the wraparound, you know, the full containment and the Hans and the helmets and everything that all of you wear, it's, is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous, but so is getting in an airplane and getting in a car and taking a shower and, and all, you know, all of those things are all dangerous and yep. just mitigate as much as possible, the bad stuff. And, and you're pretty good. So. Yeah. My main thing, like for him, he tries to be cheap on some things and I don't allow him to be cheap when it comes to safety, Not with safety like nope. with his Hans, one of like the screws had came out of it on the side and he like, just put in like a pin to hold it. And I'm like, no, because if you actually roll and the thing needs to work, that pin's just going to shear right off. Like yeah. go and order the entire set and get it replaced or go buy a new one. Like that's yeah. your options here. What a great wife. You're a great, 
Go spend another thousand dollars. Yes, on us. go spend yes. the money because exactly. you need to come home when the race is done. <laughs> exactly. No, it's you're right. Like you can, you can cheap out on something else and yes. and get the safety stuff. I I would agree with you. So, okay. So let's talk about Mackenzie, the thirteen, the race car driver, and so thirteen X, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so let's talk about Mackenzie, the race car driver previous to this weekend when is the last time you crawled through the window of a race car um september of 2020 so two like a full year and a half for sure never getting in a race car well besides to bleed the brakes when i was very pregnant for ryan's car that was it and it was he like begged me to do it and i was like i could barely get in this car right now and you want me to bleed brakes can't you ask someone else yeah, yeah exactly let's i'll i'll go buy you one of those hand pump things to like yeah bleed the brakes yeah exactly so um so never fired a race car up with you in it to roll out onto the track with all the gear on kind of thing in a year and a half. Um, you go down to Humboldt, you do practice. Is there, was there practice? No practice. It there got was rained no out. practice. So, yes. so that was first... my first reaction is I'm going to have a full year and a half off and now there's no practice that's rained out. Oh my gosh. Like you do things, everything's the hard way with Mackenzie. Yes, and which so I got you, to have it lectured from my brother because I only took Thursday, Friday off from work. And I told him, you can't decide if we're going to practice. By the time I can give a two-week notice, we're not going. Yeah. So I told them after it was two weeks past, I said, well, it looks like we're not going to practice on Wednesday. And he told me, you really think that's a good a good." a good choice to make when you're going to go qualify with the USMTS and they're trying to put the fastest lap time down. And I was like, well, you should have made a decision to go to practice sooner than, and we wouldn't have this issue. So is, is qualifying two laps? Yep. So get up to speed. We're going green checkered. Yep. And you set quick time, Mackenzie. Like you went, you haven't been in a race car in a year and a half. You get in a car and this is, is this a brand new car? Yep. You've never been in the car. You go to a USMTS event. You're in what I would consider a pretty loaded phase of qualifying. There's some big names and you put the top time up. Like, holy crap, girl. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. And so, so take me through the emotion of like, you just set quick time and you hear in the receiver, right? Like, Hey, you need to hit the scales 13 X to the scales, which means you're either first or second. Yeah. In quick, Did you know you were quick time? Uh, no, no, I just knew I was in the top two and that's it. Yeah. And so so take us through the emotions of when, when did you find out that you were quick time in, in your session? Um, well, so when I went out and did my laps, whatever, and then as we're coming after the checkered, we have to go right into the infield to go to scale. So they so it said 13 X to scale. And I went there and at the time, then all of a sudden I could see all the smoke coming and I'm like, oh crap. So I shut it down. I mean, everything was running as 
normal. So I shut it down and then um, went to skill. And when I came back, Ryan instantly, like, they didn't necessarily tell me that I was fast time right away. They just asked me what had happened before all the smoke and all that. And then Ryan's like, holy shit, you were fast time. You know that? And I was like, was I really? Like, I mean, considering the people I was out there with, I really didn't think it. And then like other people were coming over telling me I was fast time. And I was like, this is not what I wanted. I did not want to start up front. This is not anything I wanted. (laughs) No. And, and, and then you kind of got your wish because you did not start up front. Yeah, exactly. And so you, you eluded all of the smoke is kind of catching up to you and passing you. Um, you, you wrecked the engine, like you blew the engine up in qualifying. Um, they always say it runs best right before it doesn't run at all. Yep. That's um, what I told my dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so tell us, like, go through the emotions of that. Like, like your first race in a long time, it's like your comeback tour. You're it. You've driven all the way to Kansas to race. You set quick time and you blow your motor. Like there's a lot of things to process right there. Well, my main thing was like, I mean, cause like I said, I had to shut it down. There was no hole in the block, none of that. Yeah. So I like was more concerned of like, okay, how bad is it? So between them trying to see how bad it was and trying to get my brother on the track was in the, I mean, he was in the first group, I believe. So like, and he had hit the wall in his qualifying. So they were trying to get all of his decking done and straighten to get him in his heat and then try to figure out if I was even going to be able to go back out there. And then once they started to look at it and seeing there's oil on every single spark plug and knew that it's not good, then it was kind of like, well, you better go tell someone you're not going to be making it out for your heat. And Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, you go from like the highest high of like, you just set quick time to you're not racing. <laughs> you're not, yeah. You're push it back on the trailer. We're driving the 10 or 12 hours back home. Yeah. Yeah. No fun. So, um, okay. So you alluded to like, we're taking through, you guys are very racy family. You're married to a race car driver. You are a race car driver and your brother is Brady Gertis. And so there's like, where did racing start for you? Because you're, you had told me your parents weren't necessarily race car people. So is it, is Brady sort of the kickoff to all of this? Um, I'd probably say my uncle is just because they used to, my dad and uncle used to go watch the races when they were younger, but never, never had any interest in driving as far as I know. And then, um, Jason Hoffman that used to race B mods, he was moving up to a B mod from a go-kart and going to sell their go-kart. So my uncle told my dad, I think you should buy this, this cart for Brady to start. And at the time Brady was eight and I was five. And at that time you had to be six to race. So Brady started racing and I sat and had to watch it for a full year and a half because I have a July birthday and all I wanted to do was race and I, a five-year-old trying to explain that you can't because you're not old enough is not going to go through my mind so right. I had to beg and beg and beg and then when I finally turned six they got me a cart and I started racing just like my brother did that's pretty cool so it's you've been I'm not going to ask you how old you are because that's impolite to ask a girl how old she is but um so you've been racing uh for a minute then 
Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm 24. So. Oh, so okay. So 18 is that? Am I? Is my math right? 18. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, 18 years you've been yeah, racing. 18, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when when did you transition from cart to car? And and what was the first? What was your first big car? Um, I got a B mod when I was 16. I wanted to race at 15 and my dad told me nope just race carts one more year and I was like no this is not fun like I kind of had a last year of karting like my brother did we went undefeated won every single race and it just it wasn't fun anymore so I was like no this is what Brady did this is I'm done I'm not going to do this another year and he just said okay fine you have to get your go-kart sold and then we'll get a race car ready to go I'm like Okay, so I got them sold, and then yeah, when I turned sixteen, I got one of Brady's um, old B or it was his mod that he went to Florida with, and then it got wrecked. So he uh-huh. got a different car, and then that ended up being my B mod. Okay, so just re refixed everything that was wrecked on it, and and converted it to a a B mod. Yep. Okay, awesome. And so that was. That was when you were 16, you said? Yep. And what kind of success did you have? Did you have success right out of the gate then? No, not really. I mean, B-Mods is a really tough class. And all you do is pound sheet metal every week and change (laughs) nine-inch gears. And it is a grind. So I, I think a lot of people still would agree with you. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, not saying it wasn't fun, but I couldn't lift the gears into my car and we raced two nights a week. So, well, I should say my rookie year, my dad said, you're not racing anywhere except for Alec. Like, we're just going to get your feet wet. And that track has way more forgive in it than a track that has a wall around it. Sure. Yep. Um, so that's what we did is, and at the time we didn't have a stocker trailer or anything. So it was just my brother's single enclosed. And then they just got an open trailer for my car. So that's what we did the first year. And I think I ended up like eighth in points there running weekly. So, I mean, it was okay. Um, And I got rookie of the year for the track. And then the next year is when I started racing Fergus and Alec together and my dad or uncle or not sure Brady ever did, but they changed gears in my car every week and it got to where I could do everything until you had to pull the gears out and then someone would come in, pull the gears out, put them back in, and then I put everything back together again. Um, so that's I could, awesome. did everything I possibly could do. Right. Yeah. And that's just a, a weight thing. Like you didn't have the strength to. Yeah. When to lay underneath it. I mean, if you had like yeah. a full lift and everything to put it up, but when all you're doing is lifting up with the jack in the back right. and yeah, yeah. Well, now it's all different because it's quick change now. So it's, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, okay. So wife, mom, or mom, wife, racer, sister. Um, we've talked about Leo. Uh, your number, your number 13. Where does that come from? Because it, I was telling you before we started recording, 13 is near and dear to me. Like since I have known what numbers were, and the reason I am 13 is because everyone said that's unlucky. So I was like the contrarian that said, fine, that's my lucky number. Then I'm going to be the opposite. And yeah. so, um, 
That's it's the only reason I'm number 13 in my in my race car. So is are, is yours similar or is there a reason? Um, my birthday is the 13th. Okay. So Perfect. you know, as a five year old, not knowing what my number was gonna be for when I turned six, I I was like, oh, I'll just go with my birthday number. So yeah. that's where the 13 came in, and I was 13 just in go karts, and then when I moved up to a B mod. Um, my brother was just two in go-karts. And then when he got to a race car, he went to X because everyone with an X behind their number got the good calls is what they said. So <laughs> when I moved up, I was like, well, I'm going to be 13 X because I want to get the good calls. That's funny. No superstition there whatsoever then. Well, everyone always told me it was bad luck. And I was like, well, it can't be bad luck. If I was born on the day, I mean, it can't be. So no, it's, it. It's always, honestly, always like even Friday the 13th, like the super unlucky, blah, blah, blah. I always look at that as my favorite day. Like when, when those roll around, it's my, just, I love it. And so, yeah, yeah. I turned 21 on Friday the 13th and everyone thought it was terrible. And I was like, what's going to be so bad. I'm going racing. There's not going to be anything special about it. <laughs> nice. No, that's, it's yeah. Take all of the superstitions and put them in a can and throw them away. I could care less. And so I just, I love that number. So, um, okay. So what are, what's the race car plans for 2022? Like, are you like, obviously you have the speed in the car and you have the talent behind the wheel. Uh, what, what, what are the plans for 2022? Well, as of now, um, we got to pull the motor and get it off to the engine builder and find out if we can get parts. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and if we can't get parts then to find, another motor to put in um because right now we just have the motor that goes in my car and then my brother has a wasoto spec and then also has the usmts motor so we really don't have an extra for wasoda okay um so that's the main thing and then my plan currently is to run fergus weekly um we do have a wedding for family that's the middle of summer which I don't know why people have weddings in the summer, but they do. So I always take it a night off. Every race car driver ever. Hey, catch you at your next wedding. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Um, So that's kind of a main plan Um, for me having Leo. I can get the car to put together for Fergus, you know, all week long where I don't have, I'm not like under pressure because there's times you go out to the shop and you get absolutely zero done, which I can honestly say if it wasn't for, all of my family and Ryan, I would not have a car put together because I your did not do a single thing to put that car together, which sounds terrible to say, but trying to put it together. And I always felt guilty to bring Leo in the house and be like, here, mom, can you watch him? Because she's always told us I'm not the built-in babysitter. Like I love my grandkids, but I'm not your built-in babysitter. And right. I did not, like I told her, like, you need to tell me if I'm using you too much. So I did nothing except for sit in the car to make sure the seat and steering wheel was where it needs to be and yep. the belt. That's all right um, though. Like you did, you're just, you know what you are? Like you're a NASCAR driver that just shows up for seat fitting, leaves and then <laughs> helicopters in, sets quick time, wins the pole, <laughs> wins the race, gets in a helicopter and flies away. Yep. Brian actually told me because when we were at, before we left, dad's like, you know what, you're going to drive it up and down the road. I want to make sure everything shifts and we're good before we get there. And then we don't have parts if it's not right. Right. Yeah. So I 
was sitting in the car. I was getting all my belts adjusted. And then they put the cars up on like the rollers to roll around the shop and moved me out the door and then put it down. He's and Ryan's like, how do you feel to just sit in your car and do absolutely nothing to make everybody else do it all for you? And you're just the driver. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was Look like, at, well, I mean, it's kind of nice and not complaining, but like the queen that I am Ryan, that's, that's how what I, I should tell him. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to get my car ready throughout the week. And then I would love to race Saturdays, but trying to get a car ready from Friday to Saturday, which yeah. it's not that big. I mean, if, as long as you have a good night and you don't have a lot of things wrecked, it's probably not that hard, but right. we don't really know exactly our plan. So for sure Fridays, because I can get the car ready throughout the week. And then um, Saturdays, probably just going to be supporting Ryan. He's talked about running the challenge series. So nice. we that can, be fun. me and Leo can meet up wherever he's going. Well, uh, I, I very much hope to see occasionally the 13X come over the hill to my left and roll out across the front straightaway at my track in St. Cloud. So, um, which I know Sundays would be probably pretty tough for you because you're, you're prepping for daycare and... And, and we really like to go to the lake. Yeah, exactly. All of those <laughs> fun things. So, uh, but occasionally I hope you're there. Like there's, there's uh, there'll be some fun times. So... Um, so next step here in the, in the interview process is the rascal aluminum rapid fire questions. This is where people usually get pretty nervous about okay. what questions are going to come at them. So, uh, but thank you very much to rascal aluminum, um, Abby and Rob Garen, um, they're stacked to the roof with aluminum right now. And so for those that are watching that still haven't put the body together or want to have an extra body. Or right you went to Humboldt this past weekend and you don't have a body left. Yes. Yeah. You ripped it all off. Give, give, find them on Facebook, look them up, send them a message. They, they have everything that you need and, and can get it to you lickety split. So um, first question in the rapid fire questions. It, and I think I'm going to know a similar, a part of what this is. What, what brings Mackenzie Michelson joy? Like where, where is, where do you feel the most joy? Um, probably Leo. Yeah. I just never, I mean, he's at the age where I never get sick of him. <laughs> that sounds bad, but no. kids, can, kids yeah. can be really cranky some days. And sometimes parents are just, I've had enough. And I haven't really hit that point yet because he's been a really good kid. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure the day will come. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then it'll last about 10 years. And yeah. so, <laughs> um, I thought that's what you're, I thought it would be something around Leo because that's anytime and with the challenges that he's had and that sort of stuff, you're just super thankful all the time for what you have and you don't yeah, even worry thankful about that he's here because yeah. we were close to him not being here. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So, um, is there an activity? This is question number two. Is there an activity that you do where you absolutely completely lose track of time. Like where you can put in 15 minutes or four hours and it seems the same to you. Um, probably looking up my next vacation. I spend a lot of time looking up vacations and then I send them to Ryan and he's like, shouldn't you be doing something else? Like <laughs> I can totally get lost in doing that. Okay. And where, like, where, where do you look? Like where, what is, what is Mackenzie's dream trip? 
Well, anywhere tropical put me there and I'm all inclusive because I we went to Vegas and holy buckets can that get expensive. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So and not tropical at all in Vegas. No, no. no but no, when it was sure. a last minute, we want to go somewhere and that's where we went. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought you were going to say it has to be all inclusive because, oh, my gosh, I can drink a lot. I thought that's I know. I really like the buffet. I like the buffet. <laughs> oh, the buffet. That's it. <laughs> Oh, I thought it was. You I catch it was me at the buffet that. all day. Yeah, that's funny. You need a cruise, <laughs> is what you need then. Like you need to go on a well, cruise. Well, they need to change their rules in order to be able to go on a cruise. I really love cruises. Yeah, me too. But yeah, yeah, they kind of section people out. So <laughs> yes, they do. Um, this is a riddle. Like I always come up with these dad jokes to to put into the rapid fire questions. What goes up never comes down. No idea. It's your age. Your age always goes up, never goes down. <laughs> um, and so unless it's me and then it's the scale, always goes one direction. So um, this is you. We kind of talked about this a little bit, but how much time outside of the race track, how much time do you spend on racing? Um. Well, before Leo, I always came out to the shop twice a week after work. Um, so I'd say like a good six hours normally. Okay. But that's just stuff like I could do between tires and changing gears. And then my dad always does the engine stuff, like getting the oil changed and training fluid and all that sort of thing. Um, so I'd say typically around six to eight hours. Okay. And are you, are you taking body panels off and straightening them out and, and getting rubber off like where someone donated you and that sort of stuff? Are you that girl? Uh, well, I used to be. <laughs> exactly. Now I look at it and I'm like, it's fine. Close it's enough. Fine. It looks fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really terrible about washing my car. Uh, my brother always, he hates when I don't wash my car, which I kind of have my dad's side where he's like, oh, it looks fine. It's not too bad. Like it could go another week. And then my brother, he washes his weekly. So when yes. he sees money, he's like, and you wonder why that thing squeaks so bad. You never wash it. Or you wonder why you get under there. It's so dirty. You never wash it. And I just tell him, it's like, well, does it change the way it gets to victory lane? I don't think so. Brady's right though. Brady, like I got to go to Brady. Like that's I, there's. You got to have a clean race car, at least, at least when it comes off the trailer, got to be clean, but yeah. it's speed doesn't see either. Like that's always something else too, but it's, it's my favorite part about racing is the, is open trailers with really cool looking race cars on open trailers. My favorite thing in the whole world is. You mean like Ryan's ramp truck? Yes. Yes. That is. <laughs> oh, I love that thing. It is so awesome. Because as a little kid, that's what attracted me to racing is you'd see a trailer with this wicked awesome race car on it. And you're like, that is the coolest thing ever. And me and my brother used to do this thing called like you could call things. I call that. And, and like when you would see things, you'd be like, I call that it, like I call that race car. And, and then you'd get in a big fight and he would end up beating the piss out of me. And that's how that worked. But um yeah. Open like, like Ryan's ramp truck is, is I'm going to, I'm going to be crude for a second. Ryan's ramp truck is a panty dropper. Like that is like, 
everybody loves an open like and it's it has a late model on it it's not like he may have shed a tear because it left on sunday it was sold so oh. <laughs> for some god-awful stacker right yes yeah oh geez that's horrible that's horrible. Uh-huh. it's terrible <laughs> i know exactly um okay next question is percent of mackenzie's clothes not just mackenzie's clothes that are race car related? Uh, probably 90%. 90% of your, see, I thought this would be a low number. No. I mean, like, I don't really like to dress up. I mean, like this, I'm wearing a racing shirt right now. Yeah, this, exactly. Yeah. 90%, that's pretty impressive. I, I mean, so- cause all you need is leggings or jeans and a racing t-shirt or sweatshirt that's, that's exactly that's what you get every day pretty much so the 10 percent is the leggings and the jeans not race car related and then yeah and then the shirts are all race car shirts yes i love it so and sweatshirts yeah which is that's to me that's right because it's always a little bit cool at the racetrack after the sun goes down or at least you hope it is and the moisture starts coming up and you need a sweatshirt yep. yeah perfect so okay Last thing that we do is called the pay it forward question where you, uh, or rather my last guest asks you a question and then you get to ask my next guest a question. And my last guest was a guy by the name of Mason Aaron or Mason. Um, do you know Mason? Yep. Yes. Okay. So it does these really cool sort of hype videos for, for all the different drivers. Um, and he wanted to know, since both of you are back in race cars this year, is there a bet? Or if there isn't, can we get one between the the 13X and the 15 star to see who who parks it the most this season? I mean, I would love to say it's me, but uh, checkbook wise, I hope it's Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. The paycheck's a little higher in the late model class than the mod class, but yes. Um, okay. So can we make a bet? Like, is, I don't know if Ryan's around the corner listening down there, but no, if we, we need to make a bet between, between the two, between the two groups, between the 13 X and the 15 star, and then, and then have a payoff at the, at the end. And, and I submit that one of you uh, needs to wear a wig to the races because we know who's going to win and it's going to be you like you're you've already proven that you're going to be wicked fast this season in your comeback tour uh and and ryan runs a late model and there's a lot of competition in the late model class and you're going to probably go dominate fergus falls in the 13 and so would he would he put like a bright pink wig on Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he he would. It wouldn't, he wouldn't yes. even be embarrassed about it. For Halloween, we went as Joe Dirt and Brandy, and he wore a big. So, I mean, he has no shame. <laughs> was was he Brandy or Joe Dirt? <laughs> Joe Dirt. <laughs> he was Joe Dirt. That's perfect. I like that, though. Okay, so my next guest uh, is, is maybe, not maybe, he is the winningest driver ever in your class. Um, and I think he's maybe the winningest driver in the history of Wasota, but we there's some gray, fuzzy math going on there. But no doubt he is the winningest modified driver ever. It is Kent Arment. Um, and so what would your question be 
for Kent Arment? Um, Tough, huh? Did it take so long for Cameron to get a race car because he was afraid that she might beat him? Okay. Cam, I don't know them well. Is, is Cameron? That's his daughter. That's his daughter. And they race together. Yep. They both have modifieds. And so the question is, is were you afraid to let your daughter race because she might be better than you? There you go. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Another racing family. I love it. Well, Mackenzie, I appreciate you taking some time uh, to be on my show. And I, I am excited to, I will definitely be to Fergus Falls a Friday or two this summer to watch your race. Um, and you'll, you'll have a fan because like I said, I'm a 13, you're a 13 and, uh, and you, you both, you and Ryan, and even your brother, you're all like good people that are easy to cheer for. And so, um, I wish you best of luck in 2022. Um, I wish you best of luck as a mom. And I, and I hope that that just continues to go better and better and better right up until you get sick of them. And you're like, just stop it kid. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen for sure. So, um, any last words, any people that you would like to thank for your racing? Um, well, I have to thank my family because if it wasn't for my parents, I wouldn't be racing. They forked the bill for me, which obviously became very spendy after the weekend that we had. Yes. Um, and my uncle that always, he never says no to helping us with anything. And, um, uh, my brother for having tough love <laughs> and Ryan for he out like between him and my dad, they pretty much got my race car ready for the most part it was the two of them um so they got a lot of uh son-in-law father-in-law bonding together while that's i perfect. was holding leo watching <laughs> that's awesome that's the way it should be i hope it's just like that all summer long for you that maybe you get your hands dirty a little bit and let ryan hold leo for a little bit like yes. like if he needs to be changed hand him over here you, you go yeah it's exactly yours. i have something to do i gotta go grind tires ryan and so yeah so that would be a great question. Diaper or grind tires? Like to me, that would be, that would be diaper every time because yes. grinding tires is awful. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. And so, well, very good. We'll, we'll leave it on that. Grinding tires is awful. Worse than changing crappy diapers. And so. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, very good. I appreciate you taking the time, Mackenzie, and uh, we'll get your show up soon. And uh, I wish you best of luck in 2022. Thank you so much. You bet. Have a great night. You too.